bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And this is our misogynist of the week pod, our mini pod for our favorite misogynist this week. Um, so, Amy, who do we oh have? Boy. Oh, boy. Um, you know, it's been a, it's a lot of Trump news this week. Um, I guess, you know, Michael Cohen's case has gone in some interesting ways. There's all sorts of other folks being brought in, whatever. What we're more interested in is the guy who thinks he's been the star of this whole ordeal. Well, actually, not so surprisingly, turns out to be a misogynist piece of shit. Um, so, <laughs> misogynist of the week is Michael Avenatti, the uh, lawyer who's representing Stormy Daniels. Uh, he uh, has been on the TV making headlines everywhere you can't miss him um he has been pretty direct about mocking and challenging donald trump and so he's gotten a lot of uh cachet out of that um i guess in terms of his own uh celebrity as a commentator and 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 player in this whole the whole trump uh takedown saga uh, what that's meant, though, is that, uh, you know, we are, he's become the focus of the Stormy Daniels story and not so much his client, who's the real person who's gone through everything, who's the one who's putting herself on the line to bring everything forward. But worse than that, it turns out Stormy Daniels made a statement on Wednesday um, to the Daily Beast. Uh, so uh, saying that, uh, in fact, Michael Avenatti has been raising money uh, in her name without making her aware or being accountable to her for her legal defense fund. He, she also says that he, in fact, uh, launched a, the defamation case against Donald Trump with against her wishes. Wow. It's really messed up. Um, I can read a little bit of the statement that Stormy Daniels has put out, and we can talk about why this guy's a piece of shit after. <laughs> okay. For months, I've asked Michael Avenetti, this is from Stormy Daniels to the Daily Beast last week, uh, to give me accounting information about the fund my supporters so generously donated for my safety and legal defense fund. He's repeatedly ignored these requests. Days ago, I demanded again, and repeatedly he told me that money was being spent. He would not tell me how much money was being spent and how much was left. Instead of answering me without my permission or even my knowledge, he launched a second crowdfunding campaign to raise money on my behalf. I learned about it from Twitter. I haven't decided what to do about legal representation. In some ways, Michael's been a great advocate. I'm tremendously grateful to him for aggressively representing me in my fight to regain my voice. But in other ways, Michael has not treated me with respect and defense and deference an attorney should to a client. He has spoken on my behalf without my approval. He filed a defamation case against Donald Trump against my wishes. He repeatedly refused to tell me how my legal defense fund would be spent. Now he has launched a new crowdfunding campaign using my face and name without my permission. Wow. And attributing words to me that I never said. Um... You know, she goes on. She's very um, kind in this statement, very forgiving um, to him. It, it's she. It's it's very well tempered. 
Um, you know, my goal is the same. She finishes by saying my goal is the same. And this has always been to stand up for myself and take back my voice after being bullied and intimidated by President Trump and his minions. One way or another, I'm going to continue that fight. And I want everyone who stood by me to know how profoundly grateful I am for their support. Um, I think that's uh, really just awful and absurd. And as someone who has had to memorize the rules of ethics, at least for lawyers in Ontario, and they're not much different, uh, you know, in the States, it is it's, it's astounding. And I think he has to be really fucking anxious, like nervous right now because he's got, uh, I mean, multiple ethical violations jumping out at me. So what is her recourse in terms of um, either in terms of the crowdfunding, in terms of the lawsuit, in terms of all of these things? What can she do from in, to protect herself going forward? Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's a bit of a dispute because he says that her retainer agreement was that she would pay $100 and that all the other monies raised uh, were raised via the legal fund would go towards his legal fees and costs. Right. Uh, instead, the vast majority of the money raised has gone towards her security expenses and similar other expenses. Most recent campaign was simply to refresh of the a refresh of the prior campaign designed to uh, help defray some of Stormy's expenses. That first, I think that's that's all bullshit. It's it's clear the way that they describe the crowdfunding campaigns that they are also for her security. Um, his legal fees and costs should still be itemized and reported to her. I think she's, I mean, she doesn't need any reason. You can fire your lawyer at any time and she ought to fire him. Okay. Uh, but there's also all sorts of rules about how, um, how lawyers handle money that's in the name in trust for the person that they are representing. And it, and she, there's no way that she can sign a retainer that says you control the crowdfunding and then you can take what you want. He still has to report to her. So, I mean, is his, if she crowdfunds a million dollars, is his bill a million dollars? No. Right. You know, his right. bill is what his bill is. Right. His costs and his fees are what they right. are. They're, they're, um, they don't change with how much, with the yeah, amount they, of money that she, that, that is made through the crowdfunding. Exactly. I mean, right. they ought not to be. I'd be surprised if that's what she agreed to. And if he wrote a, a, a retainer agreement like that, I think, still think he was uh, in violation of, of rules that say you still have to account for the money. Um, regardless. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's, in that sense, it's really troubling. It's just the idea, though, of how much of her story has now centered in the media around Michael Avenatti's defense. Yes. yes. It's like been his show to run. Uh, people are, are, are still dismissive of her. She is the butt of the jokes. Uh, she, no one, uh, you know, people are very reluctant to talk about her as being. Um, the um, you know the 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 champion of this case, the 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 person fighting it, the warrior behind it. I mean, she is like put a lot of personal risk in her and her name and her her safety is in jeopardy. The fact that she has such high security expenses yeah. speaks to speaks to that. Um, and you know she is she's been made vulnerable by this. Um, in, in on a matter of, of of great principle, and I think that's really admirable. Um, but you know it's Michael Avenetti who is you know on the cover. I mean she's you know she's had some some media coverage, but he is he is framed as the hero. He 
he's framed as the guy going toe to toe, head to head with the president. Part and it, and there's no way that that's not motivated by by sexism. Um, and I think he, you know, there's a sexist aspect to the way he is carrying on. I mean, um, by uh, not giving her, uh, as you would, the deference of any other, uh, you know, the direction, taking direction from a client. He's not doing that. He's he's railroading her her wishes, filing suits like to file a lawsuit in someone's name against their instructions, which is essentially what happened with the defamation suit is it is astounding especially um you know again because of the additional incurred costs and everything else like what if the crowdfunding didn't come through you now you're like agreeing to run a case for her she's not agreeing to take on that expense like what are you what are you even doing and then again and suit in her name i mean this is the daniels and you know mm-hmm. trump suit it's not you know it's not he's, he's, fucking michael avenetti and donald trump like he donald trump he's right? definitely say i think used his um used her at to gain fame mm-hmm. he's inserted himself as the warrior yes on her behalf but you're right it's almost the story is now being written without her mm-hmm. and without her control like without her input mm-hmm. and so it's as though everybody has gone past her to talk to him yeah exactly and you know talk about taking up space and it's not just taking up space it's taking it occupying it and then using it to benefit yourself Mm -hmm. exclusively Mm -hmm. and um i think that's what makes avenatti such a such an oily creep right it's because well one of the things um it's because he pretty he used her to build to build a brand and to build a name for himself where now even even he was talking about running for president like uh, he's barely been here me. like five minutes i mean it seems and he's as already if he's talking about too. it he's making rounds in like you know yeah iowa and shit he, like he, it's he not barely got here yeah you know which is the audacity of a white man to be honest um and i what i don't he's like he reminds me of Justin Timberlake who used who used women to center himself in or in in a conversation or create a conversation so that he could become famous mm-hmm. or even more famous cuz i feel like that's every time i hear about Stormy Daniels nobody's talking to fucking Stormy Daniels mm-hmm. they're always talking to him he's the one who turns up on cnn msnbc all of those all of those um those news programs and honestly shame on them for 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 playing into this mm-hmm. and that's the thing like i how the fuck is he contemplating running for president? I mean, he's been spotted at a number, in fact, like a, a apparently a ridiculous number of Democratic events over the last uh, little while. Um, I think like as early as this summer, he's been making the rounds. And now they're saying that, you know, he is actually organizing in some states. Um, it, I mean, I think it's it's. It's absurd. I mean, you, it's not like um, 
it's he's essentially playing into this i'm the nemesis of trump yes we're our rivals it's all for tv and show it's all very like sticky he's like he is um really playing that up um he he also is very brash which i i mean i generally really like that in people but it's he's brash because he has the privilege and to be so brash i mean speaking about him no one else running for president could speak the way michael avenatti speaks and it, it's just so strange because so many people on the internet have really clung to him mm-hmm. as being like the guy um, you know, because, um, you know, he speaks for the resistance. It's just like, you just cannot be with the resistance. It's not about. <laughs> Can you imagine I if this was the resistance? We're fucked. Uh, it's wild. Um, and I'm trying to find uh, a direct copy of the quote, but he essentially said when he did say he would consider running or that he was considering running, he more or less said and i i'm trying really hard to find the exact quote but it's it's a bit tricky but he is he essentially said that uh as a man he's in a better position to run yes he did say that uh that people would uh trust uh trust a man more um and i think he may have been asked a question about you know some of the other uh contenders um well it's not that I disagreed with the I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that he's wrong in that people do um do listen to white men. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time mm-hmm. about white men at birth are 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 just given this privilege of having their words heard, understood well not even understood there the validity of their words are never questioned Mm -hmm. and um they have been given a voice in our society and so um i think when avenatti said uh the 2020 democratic uh nominee should be a white male that's basically he was under he was underpinning a very valid point. But here's here's the problem is that so A, why are you about perpetuating that? Mm-hmm. And B, why are you centering yourself as the white male to do that? I mean, it's just so self-serving. Well, and and, and yeah, he wasn't absolutely. talking about it as though this is something that we must recognize and change and and talk about or anything like that yeah exactly it was all about him no yeah it's just about the like bottom line of it of like well this is fact is fact and and therefore i'm the best person um apparently his go-to expression and what people say is going to be like the motto of his campaign is fighting fire with fire um i mean you know and that kind of goes to this sort of thinking too like he is not about changing the status quo. He is about like strategic gamesmanship and like, you know, outperforming your competitor in this way. I mean, it's, and that's fine uh, if you're a lawyer and you're working within a system, but like you want to be a candidate or you want to be like a public figure um, that's not. That's one, not hashtag the resistance. That's not what the Democratic Party needs to do. That's not what uh, the antidote to Trump isn't like, a, like you know, a 
soft progressive Trumpian yeah. type media male figure who is like a railroading the, his, the women that he like works for and and has shown no respect for anyone but himself. I mean, anyway, he is a total shit show. If you go and f- you can read some of the things that he's gotten himself in trouble in. Um, you know, he's been taken to court because he hasn't like he's paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars in like a rent at his like firm and like all just sorts of like weird stuff, which just sounds like every Trump's like, yeah, minor, yeah. All the minor league Trump scandals, you know, and it's just like we don't need more of this shit. But it's just the ego and the hubris. And then again, like it's Stormy Daniels, who has been. Um, like I said, the butt of all the jokes who, you know, people don't even know how to refer to her. I don't know how to, uh, to, to speak intelligibly about, uh, her and give her credence as someone who like does, you know, a form of sex work. Um, you know, she's been completely dismissed. I think that's also part of what makes this so misogynistic, mm-hmm. um, is that, is, is that she is coming from, you know, a, like an an area of work that we like really demean and we demean the women who do it. And, and, um, and she has no agency in the, in that lawsuit that is about her gaining agency. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's really infuriating. And I like definitely feel, uh, for, for her. Um, and, and I hope people take a more critical view. Like not everybody who's challenging Trump, is a savior. Yeah. That's the other thing is that, um, basically this is a game to him. It there's, I don't hear about any outcomes that he particularly is fighting for, except in platitudes. And I mean, what, and there are people who are going to say, Oh, well, this is what we need to be. Trump is somebody like Trump. And I'm just like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I, I just, this is just yet another example of a man taking a woman's agency and using it for himself and to build himself up. And, you know, I mean, and he's doing that because she, in some way, he, he thinks that she can't do it for herself Mm -hmm. and therefore is demeaning her in that in doing that even if he is her lawyer yeah i mean like look there's different schools of thought on this there are some lawyers who take a really public role in the cases and they become the face of them and to some extent in cases like this there may be value in doing that especially if the client doesn't want to be public facing but and you want to shelter them from exposure there are security risks and whatever else like that could be um uh a part of the work that you're doing and, and that can be important and helpful. But, and then in other cases, there's a lot of folks who are more deferential and say like the client, this is a client's case. They need, they should be the ones getting the credit for the work that's being done. Mm-hmm. I think both can be true in different cases, but what Michael Avenetti is doing is taking the first example far beyond where it needs to be and, and centering himself in his client's case um, in a way that I, I think is harmful. It makes me question whether or not he will be a good representative um, that 
um, you know, how that will come across in, in, in court, his degree of investment in it. I think it's called into question his um, like objectivity in terms of being able to provide counsel to Stormy Daniels because he is advising yep. her to file every every proceeding under the sun, not even not based on necessarily winnability or value to her or any other interest that she may have in those cases. And and that's really problematic. Um, and I also, you know, I am generally, though, frustrated by lawyers who take up more too much space and, and lawyers who think that because they've worked on certain cases that they are the best spokesperson for the issue. Whereas I think we need to center when we think of our legal practice, not so much on us as lawyers, uh, speaking to any lawyers who may be listening, uh, who are advocating for these things in our formal role as paid advocates and centering more on who are the subjects of the hearings and the subjects of the proceedings that we're working on as being the, the real um, champions of change, not just us as the hired hand that like is providing the tools to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and I think too often people um, see their role as counsel as being like they are the argument and that's not what that is. Right. You know? Right. Um, so. So, I mean, I think it's unfortunate what's kind of happened to Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Um, it seemed at the beginning of her sort of um, of her speaking out that that this would be an interesting um, development in terms of a conversation that we have to have, especially when it comes to how we view sex workers, too, mm -hmm. and um, and how we treat them and what agency, especially within a feminist community. I think that's a conversation that really has to be had. Um, and how, what seems unfortunate to me is that even in her finest hours, she's still getting bullied mm -hmm. and in a different way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that kind of, um, of experience it to me in a way that makes Avenatti somewhat predatorial is because mm -hmm. would he have done this to somebody who didn't have, who wasn't quote unquote vulnerable in that way? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he would have done that with a different kind of client. And I also think it's also the nature of the case um, and the public public, like public profile of, of the case in and of itself. Right. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there is definitely like taking, he's taking advantage of the situation regardless um, in a way that um, is harmful to her. And I think there's like a huge disjustice to her case um, injustice to her case. Uh, yeah. It's uh fuck. Can you imagine if that guy was pressed? I want a piece of shit. Oh my, oh my gosh, no. I no. mean, like, use your brains, people. Like, think for two seconds. Oh my gosh, First of all, no. he's a lawyer. Like, here's the other thing. You can find, like, she, she, she will fire him and she will find a better lawyer. But, you know, there are a lot of lawyers who argue cases that they have no stake in. They don't really, you know, like... I don't think we should just assume that he's a good person because he's taken a case that has 
underlying it some good values. Do you know what right, I mean? Like right. that there are a lot of art lawyers arguing things they don't believe in, right? Right. Um, because that's their job. Right. Um, of course I too prefer lawyers who actually have conviction and they select cases because they have a view of the law and a perspective that is uh you know, worth having and, and it's pushing the boundaries of the law and is serving um, people in a more um, significant way mm-hmm. than just perpetuating the status quo or whatever. But like that's we can't assume that just because he is her counsel on this case. And it, it seems like a lot of the stuff he says, it's just him, you know, posturing or being in the media like you know taking up a certain rivalry role in the media but i think you know but that does that's doesn't i don't we don't know nothing about this guy's values or who the fuck he is or what he stands for what he stands for um but um i don't know what what's going on but like everyone's so desperate for a fucking hero like we need to drop this hero complex (laughs) also like there's no white man is not going to come and like save us from donald trump like the the you know like this is that's it okay but there are people who are who are reclaiming power and doing cool things like stormy daniels and props to her she's also like no one's a no one is like a hero there you know but credit where credits do um but are are like waiting for a savior means that people like michael avenatti are like you know it's easier for them to make a case that they can kind of step in that they can save us yeah exactly and the whole looking for a savior thing is just us being i would say a overwhelmed to just be lazy yeah to follow yeah. somebody yeah. who takes the risk yeah. and Instead sometimes i hear your voice work. in my head though <laughs> uh-huh. sometimes i'm like oh, no. no 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 seriously <laughs> when you're like i this week i was looking somebody else was was not somebody else's fave went down in flames i can't remember who it was and um or maybe what nail the grass tyson yeah and i I remember i remember listening i remember in my head your voice was like have no heroes yeah (laughs) right though it's better that way it is i mean it is and no one is everything and people are flawed and very much so you know we're all better served when we come at it from that perspective and it's not like we're looking for flaws i don't want to be like let down constantly and like Things are learning moments and people are growing and like I totally accept all of that. But like, but life you have to do the work. Life isn't a Disney movie where you have just good people and bad people. Yeah, yeah. It's and like white knights and and white knights and stuff like that. Like you have people who do amazing things. You do have good people, sure. You do have yeah. bad people, but even bad people can do things where you're just like, really, that's impressive. Yeah, you know. And sure. people are more dynamic and complicated and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just, I'm just tired of this horse race mentality where um, you have the Trump and then you have the anti-Trump. Yeah. And they're both like basically the same person, just happen to be on different sides and different sides momentarily, maybe yeah. because it suits their purposes. Yeah, exactly. And yet we treat them as though they are just like they're that white knight. And... I just wonder if this is like is if if it's if it's something that's just really patriarchal that we have internalized is it is it a reflection of where we are as feminists mm-hmm. uh, or like what the fuck is basically it I know part of it is that 
there's a status quo approach to this. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I loved, I find, I found him entertaining and that was it. Like I, I yeah, didn't I really mean, pay attention to it. And I sure. was like, sure, you're entertaining. And but then I moved on because it's something also else become happening. like a sideshow to like the central thing that we should be talking about, which yeah. is like the abuse of power, the, you know, the f- election fraud, like all these other facets of like what the heart of this whole case is really about. Um, and I mean, it's great that Michael Cohen is going down. And I think it's like great that like Stormy Daniels helped make that happen. But you know like let's talk about that let's talk about like power and corruption and like you know all of those things like i don't want to just talk about i feel like with the whole michael cohen thing her part in it like of bringing this to to or bringing him to justice Mm -hmm. has been written out of the story like her part i mean it just seems like she's just she is just a caricature of her own story. Mm-hmm. And that is problematic. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> we're out of here. So um, I'm going to do Aaron's part now. And I have my paper in front of me, so I'm good. So find us. Get social with us. Write us. Love us. Hate us. Whatever. We're on Facebook at forward slash bad and B podcast. Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod. Email us at badandbpod at gmail.com. Con- to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bad and Bitchy. And you can always find us on our website at badandbitchy.com. And uh, yeah, until next week, lovely lovelies. Bye. Bye. Bad and bullshit.